Hello, all my fellow travelers on the Hot Mess Express. It is time for another installment of Life's a Drag. Yay! Straighten up your wig, tighten that corset, and let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They have podcasts as well. You can find our podcast there. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. You can get one month free of the premium subscription by using my code PUP2022. Thanks, Newsly, for sponsoring this episode. Hello. Hi. Good. Let me fix myself here. There we go. You have a very galactic cosmos background. I'm a little disappointed by my gray shades. Oh, I can, <laughs> I can change it. I always uh, put something up there that has to do with, uh, you know, who I'm talking to. But I didn't have a chance. It's been a crazy day. So we're out of space now. No, no worries. We're hoping Death Drop, Death Drop or just makes it to the stars as well. So I'm getting incredible reviews. Hi. <laughs> Mike Mike will be signing on in just a second. Okay, no problem. Well, we can just uh, introduce ourselves and get going a little bit until he comes here. I just finished. I had to, you know your movie. I have a child, so I had to be strategic <laughs> about when, I, when and where I watched it. Um, I just finished about, say, an hour and a half, two hours ago. And oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that, so it is fresh for you. You just walked out of that theater. Yes, okay. yes absolutely. Right. Hold no punches. No, hold no punches in this conversation. <laughs> we, we can take it. Absolutely. You are Christopher. And for everybody listening, we're just going to jump right in. For everybody listening, you play. Yep. Uh, my name is Christopher Dalby. I do uh, act in the movie as Broadway Brian, uh, is how it reads in the script. So I am Wayne... I'm Dwayne's best friend, um, but no spoilers. Um, but I also am like one of the writers and directors for the film. I have to say your performance is, it, it's, it's out there. <laughs> I mean, you, you put the drama into it. I mean, you're just so over the top and just, it's incredible. Well, if, like, it makes you, if it makes you feel better, all of my friends said Chris wasn't acting. He was just playing his drunk self so i think (laughs) (laughs) that's just you a little relaxed right exactly um Uh, but we got uh officer o'hara and tony two fingers in this conversation as well listen i don't even want to talk to tony two fingers he's a (gasps) he's a jerk That's a testament to Brandon's true acting skills because he's actually the sweetest and softest boy you're ever going to meet. Oh my God. Well, I hope to, I hope to find that out because in the film, you are just such a complete douche nozzle. I, from the moment you opened your mouth, I was like, oh my God. But yeah, that's absolutely, that's amazing acting skill part to make somebody, you know, hate you <laughs> or hate your character, I should say. So you are also... Also a writer, is that correct? 
and director? Yeah, the, uh, the, the three of us all co-wrote it, and um, uh, Chris and Mike kind of did most of the directing. I did I did the director photography kind of you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> Which is amazing, by the way. The cinematography on this film is really really good. I was so impressed, especially not no spoilers again to whomever hasn't you know is listening and hasn't watched it. The last like twenty seven minutes. Holy shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's so freaking well done. So that's amazing. Are you guys like, were you friends before this? Are you buds? Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we, we were definitely friends before. And what we like to joke about is that we're, we're still friends after this entire project. <laughs> um, so for sure. Um, Mike and I actually got connected when the script was um when the the idea was just floating so our relationship really started at uh the beginning of death drop gorgeous and luckily uh it has gone other places i feel like you can tell when when people have a chemistry that work together whether it's a friendship or you know it's a, a partnership or whatever you can tell in the finished product i think it seems more cohesive. It seems like you guys definitely listened to each other and had a, a, you know, a sharing of ideas when you're creating it. Did you find that to be true? Yes, I think so. Especially if you know your friends really well, you kind of like what they're thinking and like, it, <laughs> it kind of makes it easier. You know how they're going to react. You know what they're good at. So it makes it easy to kind of, you know, delegate tasks and um, it's, just, it's just more efficient too. Yeah, the, the collaborative process, like it always, people always ask us, like, how did that even work? Because there's three of you with three different minds going, but it actually was super organic. Like it, we, it wasn't ever like this weird push and pull thing. We kind of just like naturally fell into like, like mm -hmm. knowing it, like writing a script together. Uh, we would like sip whiskey and like just sort of like go for it. And it, it just, and now here we are. Right. So where does this idea come from? The depths of our very troubled minds. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of the inspiration um, comes right from Providence, Rhode Island, where we all live. Um, we're all very active in our own queer communities, in the horror and music scenes here. Um, and we're all lovers of horror. So we thought there was a really great story that really bridged the horror community and the queer community that we've lived and uh you know add a little bit of supernatural dust to it all and uh you have death drop gorgeous absolutely and are you guys um are you active in the drag scene is that something uh that's that's familiar to you so you kind of just stepped into the high heels so to speak well I'm, I'm not a performer but uh Chris and I, um... go ahead <laughs> Ahead, I never performed, but when I first moved to Providence, one of my, oh, I think the phone's cutting out, wait. <laughs> oh, sorry. So one of my first jobs, is I actually was, a, um, I, I bar backed at this local bar, it was a piano bar, and um, every Friday there's a drag queen that's sitting there, and I was kind of like her her uh, assistant getting her her shots, doing her thing, so I kind of, through her, met all the drag queens back in the day, and I've just kind of known all of them ever since, just, you know, growing up in Providence, and the drags can kind of exploded here, and um yeah, just like bartending in the bars and stuff, you get to know everybody, which is which is nice about working in a smaller community. Definitely a behind the scenes look at it. And uh, I worked um, for a lot of arts, um, like a lot of uh, health nonprofits um, when I first moved to Rhode Island, um, doing kind of outreach. And 
one of my first jobs was working for uh, AIDS Care Ocean State under this drag queen who was also the director of development. Uh, her name is Kitty Litter. And so Kitty Litter was this like notorious wild monster of a human being with a heart of gold because she was also raising money for nonprofits. That's who Gloria Hole is based off of. Like uh, this thick Rhode Island accented like um, tour de force beast. Um, Oh, a cameo for Miss Miss Kitty Litter in the film, which I thought was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we kill her. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be okay with it. <laughs> She's threatened to sue us, actually. <laughs> well, it's a small town. She could find you. And, and that's something people might not know because Rhode Island is tiny. I'm not, I'm not off base with that. I know that it's tiny. So people might not know that it's such a, a big scene there. Yeah. Um, for its size, it's very, it's very LGBTQ um, inclusive. We have a really great scene. Um, a lot of, a lot of gay bars. And I think that speaks to how like this movie even like <laughs> exists is that like, I think because of the size of the community and how close knit it is, is like the reason we've got as far as we did. Um, I don't think you could do this in like other cities, other bigger cities. Um, it like everyone in the movie is a friend of ours that was like a drag queen locally. And every like set you see is probably a club one of us has worked at or something to that effect. So um, I think that's how Providence comes through. Right. Well, that was definitely one of the questions I was going to ask you because the the scenes the look in the location they're beautiful they're and they're adorable and i was going to ask you where you filmed but it's all done in providence yeah i think every set piece is done in providence uh tony's office in the drag room we actually built ourselves in the basement of our house (laughs) (laughs) um and a few of the um murderous scenes we we set up in our garage um but the club is a club um downtown that graciously let us in whenever we kind of needed and um basements of other clubs <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it's all it's all around providence if you're ever in providence like if you attend the dark lady the alley cat stable providence as220 um you're gonna recognize a lot of like our featured scenes um <laughs> that uh, was really fun when we did the local showings. Um, I think a lot of like our community and folks that helped contribute to make this movie really enjoyed not only seeing themselves or their friends in it, but actually seeing the city reflected back at them uh, was a really meaningful thing, I think, for a lot of the folks uh, who even just donated $10 to make that movie happen. Right, well, you definitely feel like a part of it. Absolutely. It's a family affair. I get a feeling of um, a whole little Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, Josh Becker with the three of you. That's so sweet and so cool that you guys, you're merging, you're getting all your creativity together to, you know, to produce this, this film that's really, really good. And you're friends. And like you said, you're friends afterwards, which is so important. You know, you don't want to go off set and be like, screw you. I fucking hate you. I never want to see you again. Pardon my French. Although I saw the movie, so I don't think you care. But, <laughs> yeah, we can, ha- we can handle a lot of French. Like, can come through. So you come from this idea, you're like, we love horror. What really, what killer hasn't really been, um, you know, hasn't had a spotlight on them? What, what can we do with what we know and what we love? I know, drag queens. 
and again, no spoilers. We're not going to say nothing about nothing. But again, <laughs> the that point where you go, oh shit, ha! Huh, I didn't see that coming. I thought it was somebody else the whole entire time. I'm going to tell you until the one part, you know, I was like, oh, oh, I have to rethink everything now because I was so sure of who I thought it was. That is so validating to hear. And I would, I would love Mike to kind of uh, go into our whole whodunit uh, kind mm-hmm. of narrative. <laughs> yeah, it was, we had such a, um, I mean, this making Death Drop was a learning experience for like all of us. We hadn't really had any sort of film experience under our belts at all and we had just like this um like plethora of ideas and we had this whole whodunit thing and then we had to like scale it back um Mm -hmm. but still make it make sense so it is very validating to I don't know we like really wanted a lot of like red herrings and like we wanted Mm -hmm. it to be fun um some people say that they like knew right off the bat um some other Mm -hmm. folks have said that it's um they didn't see that coming. So that that's exciting. Yeah, that's very validating. Yeah. I think ultimately the movie still opens itself up to be like, well, it could be any mm-hmm. of these people. Right. And again, it, it comes down to the writing is so good because you have Dwayne. He's being bullied. You see, you know, he's getting like just dismissive behavior towards him. And you're like, okay, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I would kill him too. You know, I would I would go on a spree as well because he's just getting shit on. And then when you see who done it, you're like, you start thinking back and you're like, oh, yes, when that happened, when that happened, and you can see, um, you know, it kind of, I felt like it it stemmed from a place of like jealousy, competitiveness, and things like that, and. Again, we're not going to spoil. And if if I listen back and it sounds like we're spoiling, I'm going to cut it. But between you and I, (laughs) it's just so well done because I literally, I I sat back like this and went, oh, really? And then I had to, I I rewound it a little tiny bit and I went, oh, okay, you got me. I I love it. Explain that like our movie is so much about outsiders, right? Like outsiders within our even small community. And so I think... um, the parts that you're really like hitting on are what uh, what does Dwayne do when faced with racism what does Gloria do when when faced with ageism like mm-hmm. what do our characters do when they're faced with these like really like real um challenges and that those are the things our characters are actually fighting against um and I think that is really what pushes them into who could have mm-hmm. done it Right. And it's like, again, yeah, with the ageism, it's like these new, newer or younger girls, they're being brought in and and elevated. And it's like, what the fridge I've been here doing, I've been killing it this whole time, no pun intended. And (laughs) you're going to bring in this bitch, or you're going to bring in that bitch over me when, you know, I've been the one. So thank, yeah. Thank you for saying what the fridge and bitch in the same sentence. <laughs> I think that was like a glorious combo. <laughs> You're welcome. But um yeah, no, it it's just you did really good with the red herrings, I have to tell you. I was really surprised. And that that little again, the last like half an hour, 27 to 30 minutes of it. And I'm not even gonna get started with the very ending because I went, wait a damn minute, but 
oh my God, I don't know the technical aspect of it, but how you did the lighting and the splatter and the, oh my God, it was gorgeous, gorgeous. Some might say death drop gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> Can you shut his camera off? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> did you? Wait, I think my phone keeps cut out too. <laughs> That's all right. We were talking about all the red herrings and um, how it really can throw people for a loop because you think you know exactly. Yeah. Who did. And you weren't afraid. When I first started watching it, um, when the guy from the club, he's texting and he goes for his little rendezvous, I went, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see that. If, and then I'm like, oh, we have spurting. Okay. we're <laughs> And then the cut to Brian cooking the sausages. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I was like, this is so good now. Yeah. I, we, we wanted to be known as the, <laughs> we wanted to be known as the meat grinder movie. So I think we, we succeeded in that regard. Uh, yeah. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Whose idea was it for that cut? Most of like, the insane i think well the whole movie starts with that kernel of like these these dating apps dating in quotations that we have mm -hmm. are so so dangerous all the time we put ourselves in these in these positions where we're meeting a complete stranger in like an abandoned warehouse um mm -hmm. for sex um but I, <laughs> I think all these like sort of horrific like what if this happened mostly came from brandon um and his terrifying mind so <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of the kills uh, were inspired by him. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, mental note. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole thought on that is, is like, if you're going to make a slasher movie, you got to go all out. You got to do stuff that's different. You got to make it gross. Because I think that kind of retains rewatchability, too. Because there's a lot of, like, really sleazy, bad, gory slasher movies from the 80s that, like, technically on paper aren't good. But they're so gross and fun that you just keep watching them. Mm -hmm. So even if you hate our movie, maybe people can will like to rewatch it for those scenes. <laughs> we wanted to make each kill like memorable um, and and different and, and not something you've necessarily seen uh, before. So that was important to us. Right. Absolutely. And I know for for me personally, when it was um, a critical scene, I was texting my one of my good friends and I was like, girl, you got to see this movie. And she was like, what's it about? And I'm like, uh, murder queens and she's like what's the name she didn't even ask anymore she, what's the name so if you are, you're watching a film and your first thought is i need to text somebody to tell them about it that's like that's what you want you want people to go oh my god this is so messed up watch it you know i, I love it the scene this the specific meat grinder scene that you were referring to i think one of our favorite uh reviews that we ever got from it was somebody just sent us a video of their friend watching that scene for the first <laughs> time and super gay dude just screaming at the top of his lungs. And we were, it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> I'm hoping to do what Jaws did to the ocean, what uh, we're gonna do with glory holes. Uh, yeah, oh, please, please do. I, listen, I was, I was that person you know, the person that's in the theater and they're going, don't go in there. Don't do it. What are you doing? That was me to, you know, not in a theater watching it on, you know, on my phone. But I was like, what are you doing? Don't go in the backyard. Why are you going? No. Do you not see the Bisqueen hanging? I, and I'm like, oh, you're going to stick your dick in that? 
you're an idiot up see <laughs> so yeah it was but, like but with that was that majestic like rubber hand coming out how could you resist how could you resist and he's like okay i'm like you're an idiot you deserve to die right now <laughs> don't forget he was also an idiot and racist oh <laughs> uh, yeah what did he say to your character something like God, what did he say? He was like, you're not my type chow or, or you're boring chow or something he like that. Said, I'm not into femmes. And for the record, oh. I'm not into blacks either, which um, which I think a lot of like gay dudes are comfortable texting to each other, but not necessarily saying out loud. So we were really like spotlighting a very specific genre of white gay dude that exists in the community that we thought should die horribly. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Or you're going to... He's yeah. also one of the sweetest human beings that you would no, ever meet. Like, I think actually, like, sweeter than any of us combined. Like, uh, wow. so Trad being a jerk is really funny. No, And dying horribly. You know, only for your best friends, right? You got to give them the best deaths. So I love that this came from your community. And you said you're you're in healthcare or you were in healthcare before this? Direct care. So I was doing a lot of HIV AIDS work, um, like outreach communications. And education and things like that. Well, that's amazing. Doing free testing and education and outreach programs as well. So kudos to you. Absolutely. Um, what do you other guys do for not your real jobs, for your other jobs? Where do you guys come from? So I also work in non, uh, nonprofit setting uh, in in out, uh, outreach um, with with folks, um, young adults uh, in, with first episode psychosis, mm-hmm. um, and I also we we're so in like ingrained in our community. So I also bartend on the side. Um, Brandon works in healthcare as well. So we all have our like are nine to fives and that's why death drop kind of took so long to film because it was like a nights and weekends project and all our friends are the ones that are acting in it so it's just a lot of scheduling and Uh and um a lot to work around right an absolute labor of love i thought well for a horror film (laughs) right right i want you guys um if you're cool with it and you want to promote your nonprofits, make sure you get that information to me and i'll put the links in in the description when i put this up okay Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you because um where Kitty Litter worked, AIDS Care Ocean State. I no longer work there. I work for an arts nonprofit now. But Mm -hmm. um I think just so you know, like even gay bingo, that is straight from Providence. Like we do have a every third Thursday of the month, like gay bingo raising money for HIV AIDS that is run by drag queens, that was run by Kitty Litter for years. So that is like that that script of Gloria Hole is like really take it directly from life <laughs> based on based on a true story kind of I'm so I'm so happy to hear that you guys are, are so involved especially with the young people because um, it's so important and I feel like the film is gonna garner attention for the community and for um, the outreach programs and things like that which is awesome as well because you're entertaining and educating and helping thank you yeah. yeah definitely yeah we're pretty easy to find on social media just like death drop gorgeous is pretty much the handle for most things um i think twitter's death drop gorge because death drop gorgeous is too long um but yeah so pretty easy to find okay awesome and is there a website that people can go to it's deathdropgorgeous.com 
Easy. All right. And uh, and Mike, um, if people want to see O'Hara posing with their without a shirt on, what's that? What's that Instagram handle? Grinder. Uh -huh. This is. <laughs> what did you say, Brandon? Grinder. <laughs> no comment. Grinder is Sorry, dangerous. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? I mean, people are so going back to the the again dating because honestly it's hooking up um people just put everything out there sometimes and i'm like what you guys are crazy yeah we are crazy <laughs> oh yeah like when you say everything it's not just like my address it's like my butthole exactly. <laughs> i was i was so innocent because i was married for a long time i was so innocent after my divorce and someone told me to get on tinder and i was like okay I thought I was going to meet people, not instantly have people in my DMs going, hey, want to fuck? And I was like, oh, my God. It, like two days, I think, of that. And I was like, gone. I can't. That's crazy. I'm not that kind of girl. Which, which is so much what our movie is actually about, is that, like, I think gay dating, like, gay online, like, online dating, we were responsible for we created that like mm -hmm. we're the queers we only had one way to meet each other for a while and that was like flagging or like craigslist we have like dating apps um like i think so much of what mike was uh, mentioned in another interview is how far some people might go for those kinds of moments for those kinds of experiences like in like a repressed, like a sexually repressed, like uh, society, how far will somebody go? And like, what what red flags will they ignore in order all to get in order to get off? <laughs> all of them. Uh, if you're if you're in that uh, headspace, I mean, I don't think you see anything other than what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, thank God. It, maybe I'm just older, but it's like. When I was younger and just like the online presence anyways, people would slide into your DMs and be like, here's my dick. And it's like, uh, no, I didn't ask for that. Um, congratulations, you have one, but I don't need to see it. I don't, like, I don't think that, eh. I mean, some people must like it, but don't send it to me because I'm going to be like, mm just send just send them a picture of Gloria Hole next time and like <laughs> and just call it a day yeah be like oh well here here's <laughs> here's some sausages being cooked yeah, but, yeah just send them the glory hole scene and then they'll they'll leave you alone yeah right <laughs> it is it's too dangerous but like like you were saying I mean you 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 didn't really have and god Craigslist you're gonna get killed if you go on Craigslist you can't even buy a couch on Craigslist without getting killed. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, and, and what's the other option? Like, you know, you meet somebody in a club and you go home, you know, or the bathroom. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, I think it's it's such a strange phenomenon because, yeah, we don't have many outlets and, and in the society we live in, you're assumed straight unless um you otherwise are noting or telling folks so yeah we, I think I think that's why people gravitate towards these apps and then they just like act a fool on them because we don't really have many avenues to meet people like I it's very rare that I'm going to meet like a very nice man in a bookstore who happens to also be gay so we have to we have to use these godforsaken apps to find what we want I guess yeah 
right. you know, right. and, and risk being murdered. Right. <laughs> for love. Brandon left us again. Everybody, you know, I think they dream about meeting somebody in the produce aisle, but you know, it's, it doesn't happen like that in, in real life. That's the movies, unfortunately. And, sure. and I think there was a lot of misunderstanding or maybe not misunderstanding. Maybe it's actually that way, but the whole, um, what was it? Uh, George Michael and, and, and tapping your foot or something like that. But yeah, like cruising in any kind of restroom, yeah. but he didn't tap his foot. I'm pretty sure he just like whipped out his wang directly. Oh. Like he like showed the officer his dick like completely. Um, so that's why he got in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, that was like, that was what a, a sign or, or, you know, something of, you know, Hey, I'm gay. Are you gay? And you know, the person next to you might be like, why is he tapping his foot at me? Yeah. Or they uh, might be like, he's tapping his foot at me. So, yeah. I think so the I, words cruising, if you're looking for a good horror movie, like cruising, um, like that was an Al Pacino one where like it was Straits kind of first exploring this idea of like uh, gay horror. Um, but like, if you want to look up flagging, flagging is also like a very like kind of gay culture way of like, how do you communicate? I'm ready to bone to a stranger. Right. So, so the, the apps came out of a necessity, but unfortunately they've kind of created a monster. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that really sucks. And you can follow that monster at, Mike, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> 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 I'm guessing it's uh topless Mike or at topless Mike. At topless Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was taken, right? <laughs> right, that one's probably already taken. Then with like, I don't know, six 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 after it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this is how a naive or maybe innocent I was. I didn't know what a thirst trap was until about two months ago. I was like, why are there so many like good looking guys doing these dances on TikTok? Hashtag thirst trap. Let me Google that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I understand now. And girls do it too. I was like, hello. So yeah, Brandon got bored. He left us. Oh no, I think he's just having some troubles. Mm -hmm. But I do love the fact that um, that a lot of these ideas are newer to you and you still enjoyed our movie. Like uh, that, that's really cool to hear. Yeah, I had a friend ask me, they were like, um, do you know about the gray sweatpants? And I was like, what about the gray sweatpants? I know about the gray sweatpants now. I sure do. <laughs> what is next? What is next for you guys? What's next for the film? I mean, people can find it on streaming platforms, right? Yeah, so on September 10th, it'll be available to rent or purchase on your your the traditional uh platforms like iTunes and Amazon mm -hmm. and such and then um we're working on getting it to like a, a streaming platform streaming platforms eventually so yeah September 10th which is next Friday um wow. yeah will be available to rent uh, rent and buy um so that's next for Death Drop are we planning a theatrical release even on a small scale I mean I know you did it locally you said right yeah, we were hampered by COVID during our sort of festival run. So a lot of festivals in 2020 ended up doing a virtual thing, um, which was exciting because our film got to be seen by more eyes uh, because people could rent and then watch it from the comforts of their home. Uh, but we never really got our like theatrical thing. There was a few drive-ins um, that we, we showed at, which were 
um, pretty exciting. Um, and I believe uh, our distributor, Darkstar, um, they have a few theaters they're working with. I know there's one in LA that will be showing Death Drop Gorgeous. Um, and I think they're trying to find a few more. Um, but So it'll be a limited theater, um, which will be exciting because um, Death Drop always has felt like a film you're supposed to see with a crowd. Like you're supposed to be with people screaming and like laughing and like covering your eyes. So like I could imagine, I have a friend who owns a gay bar here in town, uh, The Twisted Rooster. And I feel like being, you should talk to these guys and have a showing because they have drag every weekend and they even have an amateur night, which is kind of cool because I think a lot of people um, that have wanted to, to experiment or experience it. I think that's so sweet, but yeah, this would be amazing. Not even just like on a massive screen, which would be awesome, but even like a little art house, a little, you know, like a little small, cool theater you know, and just, oh, it would be so good. You're right. It needs to be like your friends. I feel so confident that at an amateur bar, like amateur drag night at a bar called Twisted Rooster, this movie would be so relatable. It would be <laughs> like, that's that's who we're talking to is the people who go to the Twisted Rooster on an amateur yeah. night. Like those are the people right. who would be like, is this my Saturday? I think this mm -hmm. is my Saturday. I mean, I guess he would have to contact you guys to get permission or if he, no, because you can't rent it and show it to other people. There's some legality there. I can't remember what it is, but. I feel is like if he like rents it and shows it at the bar, that's like kosher. Um, yeah. Yeah, I meant I our le our legal team is probably not going to chase him down. So, well, you don't know the name of the bar. I never told you, and you definitely don't know his name because I never mentioned it. But yeah, that would be so fun. I tell you what, I'm going to be like, listen, we need to do this and just have a blast. I'm just going to say, just take photos and please tag us when you take the photos because that's fucking Absolutely. awesome. I think that's what I think ideally that's what we always wanted our movie to be. So. Yeah. I mean, you made it, you made it for, for everyone, but specifically for that community, for, for them to kind of look up on the screen and not hopefully see themselves as a murderer, but to see themselves and be like, yeah, totally. Absolutely. We get it. That's us. I see it. Don't go in that basement. What are you doing? For sure. God. It was such a good film. Like, I can't wait to send it to my friend and be like, watch this watch this you gotta rent this i'm gonna send her the trailer and be like dude check it out but it's been such a pleasure to talk to you too since brandon kept hanging up on us <laughs> tell him he missed out we will thank you so much for for chatting with us today this has oh, been absolutely. great absolutely it was so good i mean i can't even tell you the writing is good the cinematography is amazing. just everything was so well done this might have been a lower budget, not necessarily, obviously not a million dollar budget, I don't think, but it doesn't come across that way at all. And trust me, I've seen a lot of films and some of them. Oh, look who showed up. Oh, he's, a friend. he's got a lot of friends. <laughs> but you're, you're right. The entire movie was made on $20,000 approximately. And we, don't, and we don't always say that as an apology. We actually say that as something we celebrate. They're like, look at what we could do. So then we're like, also give us more money and we could do even more. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look what we did with this. Imagine what we could have done with three times as much, five times as much. 
watch (laughs) because you have you have the special effects you have um just the set design you know the costumes and again those were all like you said your friends are locals and i'm sure a lot of that was their own stuff probably for the i would yeah 98 percent of the drag queen costumes were their own costumes um i would say they came to set with like their vision and we were like let's go for it so absolutely and they looked amazing they looked freaking amazing it was awesome but Brandon, it was nice not talking to you, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on the way up to Maine and the internet's bad up here. <laughs> yeah. You're going to Maine? Oh. Yeah. Say hi to Stephen <laughs> for me. I will. Where, where are you based out of? I'm in Florida. Nice. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, if you had a chance to talk to Brandon, he is one of the sweetest human beings in the world. So I don't feel like he ever got a chance to campaign against that he's not Tony Two Fingers. Tony Two Fingers is a character, a character he used to like work for, like a person that was based off of like this like evil dude that he actually was tortured by. So uh, one day you'll be able to vindicate yourself to Florida, Brandon. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Brandon, though, that was amazing acting. If you saw, uh, I think it was called 42 about Jackie Robinson and Alan Tudor played a coach for an opposing team and he was just the nastiest, most racist dude. I love Alan Tudyk and I hated him. I couldn't even (laughs) watch anything with him for like a good long time because I was so mad at him. So good job, Brandon. Perhaps I will forgive you for being such a douche nozzle. (laughs) And a a lot of people don't know this, but Brandon's not Italian. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) he's probably irish a little bit cuban (laughs) all right we'll have fun and uh mike and chris it's been an honor and pleasure talking with you i'm excited to promote and make sure you get me your your links and everything so we can promote your nonprofits. okay and brandon if you have anything to promote like that make sure you get it to me as well okay i will thank you very much you're welcome. So September 10th, it'll be available to rent and purchase on things like Prime. What was the other one you said, Mike? Like like iTunes and stuff like iTunes. that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if anybody owns a small theater or a big theater, contact the guys or contact uh, me and I'll get you in touch with them. Because yeah. we have a big screen and, and just enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, it, ugh, it needs to be seen with a group of your friends, preferably intoxicated. I think would would help. Yeah, I think my yeah. favorite my favorite review that we've gotten was from the AV Club, and it said something like "best enjoyed with like a drink in hand and a smear of lipstick across your face." And I think that's like <laughs> such a great, accurate quote. Absolutely. I mean, the movie is sex, drugs, rock and roll, and murder. So absolutely. I mean, I'm not condoning drug use at all. Please don't get me <laughs> off the that. I'm just saying. I mean, neither were we. Oh, no. <laughs> Drugs and Thank you so Thank much. You. That means Thank, the world. You. Thank you. Thank you for making such an enjoyable horror film that made me what? go, oh, God, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Have a good night. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Pleasure talking to you, too. Thank you so much. You, too, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. Have a a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come and spend it with us. Here at On Imagination Media, we truly appreciate you guys sharing this experience with us. For more information about us, you can go to autoimagination.org. In retrospect, I realize it's a really long website domain name. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. It's a combination of autism and imagination, something that's close to all of our hearts here. Thank you again to Newsly for sponsoring this show. Head over to www.newsly.me. Pick up that one-month free premium subscription using our code PUP2022. Until next time, take care of your fellow humans. We're really all we have. Be nice to Mother Earth. And if you're ever in a spot where you need help, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for it.